just like to um, welcome everybody. There is something really um, amazing to me about seeing faces, some of whom I've ever only known as two inches high <laughs> in two dimensions, uh, arriving on my screen. Um, I'm feeling the connection. I'm feeling like somehow I know people, even though clearly um, it's a certain kind of knowing. So um, as people are still arriving, we can just start our sitting together. So we'll just take a moment, however you've arrived, whatever you've taken, whatever you've had to do to get here, um, offering gratitude for the effort it's taken to get here, whatever that is. So just spend 10 minutes together sitting and appreciating our lives.
Please join me as we say the verse of the robe. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal robe, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal robe, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. stumbling because my cat was doing something around my feet. <laughs> Apologies for that. Um, tonight I wanted to talk about um, finding courage, finding courage in difficult and challenging times. And um, one of the, about 25 years ago, I found um, uh, just the end of a poem by Mary Oliver, and it was the beginning of my long and loving relationship with Mary Oliver. But this was just a scrap. It was just a little bit in a newspaper. And um, it was the, it's the end of a poem called In Blackwater Woods. Um, and um, the end of it is, to live in this world, you must be able to do three things. To love what is mortal, to hold it against your bones, knowing your own life depends on it. And when the time comes to let it go, to let it go. To live in this world, you must be able to do three things. To love what is mortal, to hold it close and tenderly. And when the time to come, to let it go and to let it go. And last week, Suzanne talked so beautifully about the idea of the, the glasses already broken. Um, and there's something in that theme for me about how we turn towards something wholeheartedly, um, let it break our hearts, and then when it's time to let it go, to let it go. Um, and she asked the question, how can joy be part of anything difficult? What perspective is needed? And um, I was thinking about um, 50 years ago when I was uh, a, a very idealistic and naive young woman. And, um, and along with a group of my then sort of colleagues, friends, uh, who thought in really similar uh, ways, we, we sort of thought, and to be honest, not without reason, that life might be about to take a very steep downward turn. Um, there was a lot of, in the air about nuclear war, about nuclear weapons and the devastating effect that they would have on us. And um, And in this small group of people that I was with, there was someone who said they were a member of the Guinness dynasty and they had access to lots and lots of money, which we were very pleased to believe at the time. Um, and so we decided we would look for a, a, a building um, 
to house a sort of commune um, where we would make our living very sweetly from making leather bags and growing radishes. I don't know what, what quite what we thought we were going to do, but um, we had these ideas. Um, and we were planning to live on the west coast of Ireland um, because that was where a lot of people were sort of thinking we may escape the radioactive winds that were about to blow our way. Um, of course, the member of the Guinness dynasty was never a member of the Guinness dynasty. And once we actually started visiting estate agents and looking at places, <laughs> they disappeared um, and it never happened. Um, and I was really curious about why I was remembering this. And um, I think it's because 50 years later, although, you know, actually we've I've lived a full and varied life for 50 years. Disaster for me did not strike. It certainly struck for other people, but um, I've lived full life. Um, but it does feel like there are similar winds in the air, similar possibilities of disruption and things, disastrous things happening. And now um, I no longer have the uh, delusion that uh, uh, an heir of some famous dynasty is going to come and save me with all their money um, or that they're actually, that I'm separate. I don't have the delusion that I'm separate and that there is somewhere that I could hunker down you know, unchanged and unchallenged until the bleak wind's blown over. I know there is no place to run or no place to hide. Pema Chodron's wonderfully titled book, which is just the title, um, you know, it is enough to say the wisdom of no escape. There is, the only wisdom is in not escaping. And we all stand in different storms in our lives. And, and I've been thinking a lot when I'm given the, the gift and I'm so grateful to, to my teachers and having this opportunity to sit with you and, and to talk. I kind of, I thought, what, what is it I want to share when I'm sharing my sense of the Dharma? And it feels like something of what I want to share is having some possibility of being encouraging. And a little bit like Flint said and Suzanne said, it's an odd way of being encouraging. <laughs> it isn't like it's all going to be fine. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, it's it's a it's a different kind of encouragement. And it feels to me that I often think of the word as encouraging. It's like Encouraging ourselves. <laughs> How do we give ourselves courage? How do we hearten ourselves? How do we find enough courage to stand with ourselves and to support others as we turn and, uh, towards whatever storm is brewing um, or already underway for us either personally or globally? Uh, there's a lovely English word, which is valour, which is I really like. Um, and it's got a kind of grace to it. And it's a quality of mind which enables you to meet danger and trouble without fear. And 
I I think for me it's it's finding that place that is not necessarily without fear, but is big enough to encompass fear and heart. There's something about that place that's big enough to hold the fear and not run away. Um, Audre Lorde, uh, who was battling with cancer, a poet and writer and activist, and in her own really indomitable way, she dug, she dug really deep and she found a source of courage to face her life-threatening uh, illness. And she said, and I love this, I am saving my life by using my life in the service of what must be done. I'm saving my life by using my life in the service of what must be done. She said, I was filled with a sense of self-answering necessity, of commitment as a survival weapon. And the idea that actually, if we can turn and face, if we can um, see our surviving as actually our offering to whatever world we're in, not, not the survivalist mentality of dig the deepest bunker that you can and collect all the things that you can, and but much more that sense of um, how do I serve? How do I serve my community? What does that look like? And just recently I was listening to um, a Palestinian who was talking uh, as his of their experience of living in Gaza at this moment, and they said... It's no longer each person for themselves. Everybody is helping each other. I don't know if that's true across the entire situation, but that was certainly his experience, that actually what was mattering was supporting each other. Audrey Lord went on to say, survival isn't some theory operating in a vacuum. It's a matter of everyday living and making decisions. How do I hold faith with sun in a sunless place? It's so hard not to counter this despair with a refusal to see, but I have to stay open and filtering no matter what's coming at me, because that's what arms me. And she said, in a particularly black woman's way, and I can really see how that would be really important at that time, but I also think, what arms us all? You know, what allows us to find sun in a sunless place? How do we do that? How do we stay open for everything that happens? Tony Morrison said, there is no time for despair, no place for self-pity, no need for silence, no room for fear. And those can feel like um, maybe impossible aspirations or they could feel like encouraging aspirations. Because for me, the question is not so much just how do I do that, but how do I actually support other people to do that? That if I'm frightened, how do I give other people courage? If I'm feeling disheartened, how do I give other people hope? Um, if I'm feeling powerless, how do I empower other people? And there's something about that turn towards the larger container of all of us that seems to me to be helpful. And I read a wonderful article by Joan Sutherland on using Cohen's In Troubled Times 
and she notes how the genesis of koans arose out of a deeply troubled time of war and loss in China, where, and, and these statistics for me was really shocking, was two-thirds of the population died. Uh, for every three people you know, two of them would be dead. One-third of the population survived. And it affected the the it affected life there for centuries. It took centuries to recover. But twelve hundred years ago, she says, a few Chan innovators had a fierce desire to leap out of the usual ways of doing things and into new territory, not to escape the catastrophe looming around them, but to more fully meet it, not to hunker down, not to hide. Not to go to some mythical place on the west coast of Ireland where radioactive winds wouldn't get you. They decided that if they were going to be helpful, they had to develop, and quickly, flexibility of mind, an easy relationship with the unknown, and a robust willingness to engage with life as they found it. Three great, great practices. For me, it's like flexibility of mind. What allows you to, to let go, to turn, to go, oh, now it's this. Now it's this. An easy relationship with the unknown. I have no clue how some things are going to happen. I don't even really have a clue about how quite a few things are going to happen. Um, my daughter is moving into a new house tomorrow. It's barely out of building site. Um, it'll happen. I don't know how it's going to happen. I'm pretty sure it will. And we'll see what happens. And a robust willingness to engage with life as they found it. Perhaps more importantly, they needed a really big view. So if you can have those qualities of flexibility, an easy relationship with the unknown and a willingness to engage with life, that all needs to find this bigger, bigger container. Chan practice wasn't about getting free of the world. It's about being free in the world. The first koans were field notes from the experiment in getting this kind of freedom. And so I'm really, I'm always really curious, like what are your field notes? You know, what little experiments are you conducting about how to live your life more flexibly and connectedly and with a bigger space? Um, you know, what works? What doesn't work? What supports you? What enheartens you? Um, and I, she explores it, she calls it cultivating a binocular vision that allows us to encompass the whole of it. And this is a phrase that just spoke to me so much. Um, how to be, how to wholeheartedly be part of this world, wholeheartedly be part of this world. How do we fall willingly into the frightened, blasted, beautiful, tender world, just as it is? It's not enough to see what Buddha nature is. You have to realize what Buddha nature does. So again, we're back to this place that it's not just about what you do when you're sitting. It's how do you relate to the world? How do you relate to this beautiful, 
tender, frightened, blasted world. And from Ma's perspective, she was one of the Chan people that she was talking about. The situation was so urgent and the need was so great that there wasn't time for people to despair. Imagine that. You have no time to despair. All lack confidence or run away. We don't have time for that. It's as if he was saying you need to get clear right now about your own nature and the nature of life so that you can roll up your sleeves and do something about it. I think that's the invitation is to not retreat. The invitation is what would it mean in your life today, tomorrow, next day, next week, to roll up your sleeves and do something about it? There's a, a, I think I've referenced him before, but Nick Cave, who's a, a, a really interesting teacher, has a thing that's called the Red Hand Files. And people can write to him and they can express anything that they want. And he just writes back so lucidly and, and um, straight. He's very straightforward. And uh, so in the one of the most recent Red Hand Files, it, he wrote a response to a fellow artist um, who, I would put it, was whining about the difficulty of creating art in these troubled times. He says he despairs. The artist says he despairs. And, and in the light of all this suffering, what's the point? What's the point in making art? He can't bear to go to his studio and make art. And Nick Cave says, and this is his language, the idea that you can't paint because the world is made of war and cruelty has to be the lamest and most faint-hearted excuse not to work I have ever heard, Dan. How will painting a fucking picture help? It will help because art is the noble and necessary rejoinder to the sins of the world. When the world rushes towards us with all its steaming wounds, wanting, needing, do we cover our eyes and shrink away? Do we sit down and wring our hands in despair? Do we run and hide? Or do we hasten towards it like we hasten towards an injured child with our arms outstretched? These are perilous and urgent times. This is not the hour to sit around moaning about the condition of the world, and nor is it the moment to fruitlessly wait for inspiration to find us. It's time to get to work, to reach up and tear the divine idea from the heavenly cradle and proffer it to the world. Create, create, create like your life depends on it, because of course it does. And he's talking about art, and I think I would see this so much about practice, 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 practice. Turn your heart wholeheartedly towards liberation, towards your own freedom and the freedom of others. So practice, my dear ones, practice like yours and the world's hearts need your courage and connection, your efforts to be awake, to stay awake, and just do whatever you can, rolling up our sleeves to become present to everything. And believe 
everything you do matters because it does thank you so if anybody would like to come and share despair hope delight <laughs> i'd be very pleased to meet with you hi jill hello i'm still in my coat because i was late in <laughs> so well, thank you for making the effort <laughs> Yeah, no, I thank you. I mean, I just do feel you've just given me as such a gift, and it does feel like a a call to arms, a call to wide outstretched arms, and and I think for me it is um, even when I'm rushing and I can't quite make it to sit down with you and others. Um, and just, you know, even a sentence reminder, then it's okay, yeah, I, I remember. I know what I have to do, whatever it is in that small way. And so I just, I feel deeply appreciative and gifted and, but also have a confidence that I can carry that on. And just, you know, just from warm hand to warm hand in its most basic but profound way. And I just, I think it's simple and it's astonishing and it's so complex. And I think what I keep noticing how easy it is to forget and how wonderful it is to be reminded. And so I do think that reminder that you don't have to be a teacher like you and um it's really trusting your wisdom and actually you must do it. Yeah. It's our, all of our responsibilities. It's not just your responsibility and the teacher's responsibilities. It's, it's your leadership and guidance, which then means we need to take that leadership and guidance into the world. And, and to be responsible you know, for our, I was really struck by that confidence thing. It's like, I can offer enough. Yes, you know, and I am enough. I am enough not to be caught in that endless trance of unworthiness that really kind of stops us wholeheartedly offering. It's like, whatever you've got, it's enough. Yeah. I just keep doing that. And I, my favourite um, meditation instruction was, um, for a long time, was... Um, sit down and breathe and do that a million more times. <laughs> it's like that's just, just come back, come back, come back. And we do that for each other. You know, we, we, I, we, I need reminding, you know, and I'm reminded of what I already know, which mm. is exactly what you're saying. Mm. So thank you. Oh, no, well, thank you. Mm. Thank you. We have Cassie. Hey, Cassie. Hey, Trudy. <laughs> nice to see you. Um, <clears throat> one of my dearest and favorite terms of phrase is the freedom in, not freedom from. And, you know, it does that grounding turn for me every single time I hear it. And 
each time I experience this like like new relationship with it. It's it's like, oh, that was exactly you know the point that was sticky this last weekend. You know, there it is. Yeah. Um so I just want to uh you know I want to offer thanks to that part of it. And um the other one that um that I was unfamiliar with was um it's not what Buddha nature is. It's what Buddha nature does. And that also had this like just little rippling thing going through me with um, some recent struggles. I had an opportunity to be with some really dear friends who had moved away from Austin about five years ago. And they were having a 50th birthday party and it was going to be lots of family. And, um, I was very excited to be there and to feel the connection with these people that uh, I hold in such a dear and tender place. And then in the course of events, um, I ended up getting bullied and laughed at and it just really hurt. I also got protected, you know, also people came forward and was just like, that's not funny you know, we think you're being funny, but you're not being funny. Um, and I I left kind of feeling uneasy and jittery and having all this energy moving and kept telling myself that practice, you know, can not take that in to see that as what's, you know, was what they were some, you know, that it wasn't about me. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get to. Um but then the next day, I was very stuck in that there should be freedom from. Just woo. So, um, you know, in one phrase, you know, you, 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 um, what are those revolving doors? You know, yeah. <laughs> And and I really get, you know, the wish, the longing for things to be different, for people to be kinder or, you know, more generous spirited, not to be assholes. You know, it would just be an infinitely lovelier world, wouldn't it? And um, and it's not. And yeah. so there's something about how do we find freedom in small, you know, with with people who might be small-minded or unkind or cruel, and we can still have freedom. They might not be experiencing much freedom. And we would wish that for them. But for me, it's like, oh, how can I find my freedom in this? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I must not have, like, really chosen my friends wisely at some points in my life because I think that I did... Or that's one of the things that I've noticed with practice overall is like just my general friendships have changed. Yeah. So yeah. something about having that, like I was saying with Jill, having people around us who help us remind us of our Buddha nature, who help us remind us of what our vow is and noticing that maybe some people don't do that. Yeah. It's time to let it go, to let it go. Right. Um, 
I was going to riff off something that Jill had said too, and now I can't think of it. So <laughs> props to you, Jill, too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Here. you for meeting me, Trudy, and everybody. Uh, we have Sue and Mike. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi, Hi. Mike. I'm so filled with gratitude from your opening remarks, and there's so much to say so many parts. I, I gave myself the gift of not taking notes. <laughs> and um, and it seemed to penetrate. Um, I, I have to say publicly, Cassie, I love you so much. Mm -hmm. um, I, uh, it's funny the, 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 how people change. And I'm going through something similar with a, a dear friend, a very dear friend, um, who likes to think that he pokes people to see how their character of strength of character is. Mm. And sometimes the poke is like hurtful. Yeah. And, um, but, but more to the point of what I really intended to share was how much I related to the beauty of the calling of myself to myself. Mm. And, and recently I have been experiencing an ability. And I say recently, cause everything seems temporary and I never count on it being there all the time but I've been able to be be with myself a friend of mine encourages me to watch my thoughts and and then with that my words and then my actions and it's more than just a base instruction it's more like I've been catching myself feeling something arise in my chest and then my mind says wow what's going on and then I can relax and go, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that person. I want to be. But, and, it, and, and the resultant wasn't like my good boy saying, well done, Mike. It was more my self-gift of, of having experiences where I can feel it work. I can feel the relief. I can feel the gentle change. I don't depend on it as being permanent because I can be a jerk in about three seconds, giving me a chance. Um, but but one thing I'll finish with is I absolutely loved the way you brought in valor as a gentle way of summoning me to myself to face and then to once faced, stop and let things be as opposed to face it and then ruminate and repeat and stay stuck in something and, and that's something that we've been going through recently with some of our family members and it's been a beautiful way to sort of guidance to change my mental habits to change mm. the physical habits there's a phrase that's similar to the freedom from and freedom too which is act my way into different thinking yeah. And sometimes i catch myself doing that but mostly thank you so much for such a beautiful lead. Um, well, really, really I, I was I was really appreciating what you were saying because I was thinking, you know, you've got a real sense of the difference between like good boy Mike and wisdom Mike, you mm. know, and and it's like you're finding freedom in being Mike, not freedom from being Mike. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Well said. And that's just lovely. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you, everybody. I want to put in here, you get double. Oh, great. <laughs> um, and um, Trudy, when I saw you on the screen, I just started to 
my heart started racing. It was like, woo, so glad. <laughs> what you bring to the teachings are that hum is the humanity. Like, this is me. And this is my practice edge. And this is my challenge. Mm -hmm. And I feel more um, called to arms. Uh, like there's something about that 20 year old in me mm. that really does want to show up differently here. And that energy of like, not fighting, but uh, being a part of change being yeah. willing to do whatever I can do in my little ways. And one of my little ways is to put signs outside in my back, in my front yard that are kind of like, not, I don't want to call them political, but yeah, maybe a little political. Um, and speaking from a different place inside me though, of, you know, I, I have to be brave and stand for what I believe and there's a lot of reasons for that. And I looked at Mike when you were talking and I said, we have to go vote. You know, it starts sometimes simply. Yeah. Sometimes it's an inside job before I can really practice that outside living that I need to really practice more. So thank you. Thank you. Um, really welcome and and just any way we find the, the way I think of it for myself is to stand behind myself you know I'm going to have my own back here you know mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to these are the vows I've taken these are the things mm -hmm. I trust yeah. um, and of course I can be misguided and stupid and <laughs> that's going to happen but I I have a huge as we all do a huge amount of wisdom to lean into when we're going off on a wrong tangent. And I, I'm just so grateful for 20 year olds who show up with some verve and <laughs> like, <laughs> still possible to do good. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you. Hey, Jan. Hi. Um, really aware of um a fear waiting to come up mm. Mm. talk to you all the time yet there's something different about coming up and being so uh public mm. um, yeah so our conversations aren't usually shared with 40 people no they're not um so i'm i wanted to first of all just sort of say I'm encouraging myself um, and I am aware of some fear and um, and also there's part of me thinking there isn't any place for fear here and amongst friends. Both are true maybe, a little fear and maybe no, 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 no yeah. So the reason um, I've stepped forward is um, the particular sense of the need to um, turn towards uh, difficult situations with with courage. Um, I watched I watched something um, a few days ago 
which has been so strongly sitting with me. And um, yeah, I've just been so, so inspired. I watched um documentary about um, Alexei Navalvi, Naval, whatever it's Navalvi. Um, and I'd never really understood um, this man. And I have been utterly blown away by this man's courage. Mm. And he is um, like the epitome of valor. And the sort of equanimity, you know, the sort of container that he seemed to be able to hold. Um, I guess there was somewhere, maybe there was some fear, but his motto was, I'm not afraid, don't be afraid. And as he returned to um, to Russia, and and sort of before I'd seen this this documentary, I thought, why would he do that? He could have hunkered down in Germany, safe. And he said, I cannot, I cannot make changes. You know, I cannot make a difference from here. And I need to be, I need to be with everybody else in Russia, and be feeling the difficulties myself to be alongside them to to encourage people you know his whole motto was about encouragement yeah it was what he was he, he's like a bodhisattva wow. just so touched yes, do i mean you know it, it that's just touching is like actually his life yeah. and the way you've received it yeah um has has shown you maybe even you have courage when you know it's not going to work you know yeah. you have courage knowing and mm -hmm. I was thinking about I'm, I'm not sure if it belongs to Flint but Flint has certainly talked about you mm -hmm. know rowing the boat into the middle of the lake you know knowing yeah. it's going to sink yeah and it it's yeah. like yeah that's our lives we are rowing the boat Absolutely. into the middle of the lake yeah. And you know, nobody got to the other side. <laughs> it sinks. Uh -huh. How do we still do that with joy and uh -huh. Uh -huh. and equanimity? Yeah. Even you know, if it's struck Yeah. Yeah. You know, you said about is there joy in difficulty? That he seemed to carry an energy and a joy in the way he approached everything. Mm. And yeah, he he absolutely was rowing his boat you know, into danger. And there was a very big possibility that he would be killed and he knew it. And they asked him, you know, what what will the message be if you are killed? And his message is, don't give up. Yeah. There is always hope. Yeah. And yet he still rode his boat into the middle of the pond. And look at the ripples, you know, you're yeah. sitting there rippling in in yeah. strength of his courage. You know, you're sitting there thinking, oh, wow, you know, that was mm -hmm. obviously that's a, a particularly public example. But uh, um, yeah, I was thinking because I know about you and I know about your work and I and I was thinking how often you encourage people to turn towards and to face and deal with things that they 
turn away from and mm -hmm. you sit mm -hmm. in that chair in your house mm. for encourage and encouragement to us. Uh -huh. uh -huh. This feels this feels like my work. Yeah. Is to encourage. Um, so I, I have a really strong feeling that um the size of our stage doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, because I'm thinking my stage is really small and maybe yeah. it's not big enough. Maybe I'm not doing enough. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> what, what I think we all have, you know, real yeah. fear about, you know, our little stage, our little stage. Yeah. I think, you know, provincial theatre is as wonderful as the West End or Broadway. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, it's our little stage. Let's put on the best play we can. Mm -hmm. Let's mm -hmm. let's do do the best we can. Um, and there might be one person in the audience who takes something away. Yeah. And, you know, that's, mm. uh, I'm just thinking, yeah, he didn't, he died. Whether you could say he died in vain, I have no clue, but I can see someone sitting in England who never met him mm. has been encouraged. Yeah. Absolutely. Inspired, encouraged. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What a marvelous thing. Thank you. What a gift. Mm. What a gift to me. Yeah. And so may all our lives be gifts to each other. Yeah. You know, may we gift our own lives to ourselves and yeah. make them gifts to each other. Yeah. Mm. Oh. yeah. Thank you, Judy. You're all gift in my life. <laughs> and you in mine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We have Maria next. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's <laughs> love on my hand. <laughs> ah, yeah, I was um, your whole thing that you're offering is just making me think, you know, about the container that we have. Or that, you know, when I was younger, I had like a yes. And then I remember getting a shield around me that just said no to everything and then I think through her call me in the practice and yourself it, it's like um the yeses began to happen but then it's kind of like we build up this container and we get a wider view but then it's malleable it moves and it's like so you're doing something one week and and like I can feel really confident and then another time I can be terrified and it's like there's always managing the the malleability the moving of like my view you know am i being flexible am i you know am i in big mind you know, that that moving from small mind to big mind to it constantly moves and and what's the problem <laughs> well it's like you know it's like the thing we, we do this practice don't we we think oh we're gonna we're gonna get into this place and we're gonna stay there and it doesn't happen <laughs> Delusions are inexhaustible. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of like working with all of that, isn't it? It's like trusting that, trusting it, and just kind of really, and but checking in. It's like I'm always checking in where am I coming from, and then quite often I can be terrified to do something, and then I just have to think wholehearted, Maria. Just arrive wholehearted and best see what lands. Yeah, best you can and. And one of um one of the because I think life is that you know life isn't 
endlessly anything, you know, it, it, and, and one, there are little sea creatures and I'm not a doctor of their sea urchins or something. And they kind of throw their tentacles out into the water and they, and then they pull them back in and then they throw them out and they pull them back in. And I just think if you have some idea of a perfected Maria that's endlessly open, um, well, <laughs> <That'd be nice. laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> But it's like that thing, isn't it? It, it? It's kind of, for me, it's kind of, um, it, it's how we hold that, you know, when we're open and it's fine and then those times it's not. And it's that finding those ways to hold you because you can't say no to the world. Sometimes you're committed and you have to do this thing or whatever it is you're doing. Ask for help and support. Mm. It's like that. Yeah, got to work on that one. <laughs> You do not have to do this on your own. And in fact, like everybody, you can't do it on your own. And that's what really helps, isn't it? It's like I remember Flint showing me all the Buddhas behind him. That picture, I don't know if you've seen it, there's a picture and all that you're not on your own. And Never. I think that's what I have to keep. Well, I know, but I have to remind myself as well that I'm not on my own in this, that we're all we're all in this together. Yeah. constant reminders that we need isn't it okay <laughs> totally. anyway thank you thank you thank you trudy for reminding me again i always need these reminders <laughs> oh please remind me too <laughs> <laughs> i will i will <laughs> so i think we've um reached the end of our time here um thank you to the tech person Maria who does such a great job and we'll um, hand over to the porch in a moment but let's just say together the four practice principles caught in the self-centered dream only suffering holding to self-centered thoughts exactly the dream each moment life as it is the only teacher being just this moment compassion's way Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering. Holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher. Being just this moment, compassion's way. Caught in the self-centered dream, only suffering. Holding to self-centered thoughts, exactly the dream. Each moment, life as it is, the only teacher being just this moment, compassion's way. Thank you all for your presence and uh, I look forward to joining you again next week. Oh, I'm not talking. <laughs> Another time. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, Trudy, and thank you for being such a source of encouragement to myself and so many others for such a long, long time. Thank you so much. And thank you for this, for this talk. And, and thank you all for being here. And just being here is a source of encouragement, turning up and just being together in this space is, is encouraging each other. So thank you all so much for that. And if you'd like to offer Dana to Trudy, then please do, I'll, I'll put it in the chat. It's um, just this, just this, um, just this send.org forward slash giving and also you can offer Diana to appamada.org as well but thank you all so much for, for being here 
and um, and if you'd like to continue for a further 30 minutes and continue the conversation then please do join myself pop yourself into gallery view and i'll be with you in just a moment thank you all so much thank you and i'll see you soon if you're not staying in one box or another <laughs>